This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp Command Center here in. Uh, it's starting to get really hot, really gross hot Vermont. Like it's like humid and hot, like really humid. It's gross. It's hot. I'm not ready for it. My name is Bob Fournier. Joining me as always, we have the busy zombie lord Lou Page. Howdy, howdy. Is it and, hot in uh, Maine? It is hot in Maine, and I'll take it. You know why? Because I'm trying to teach myself how to be a survivalist. I'm growing vegetables in my garden. Wow. Vegetables in the garden. I did that during State of Decay, and I tired a guy out, and he doesn't want to live with me anymore. <laughs> uh, well, too bad for State of Decay. Speaking of State of Decay, let's talk about The Walking Dead. No, I'm just kidding. Let's talk about Ryan Murphy. Yeah. My my state of decay is uh, is currently of a sequel for I don't know I can't think of any I you know it's funny you mentioned the vegetables my wife built a a vegetable garden we went to Home Depot and this just is going to show how much of a survivalist I am not we go to Home Depot and Ashley has this like sheet of paper where she's like drawn on like what kind of materials we need like lengths of wood and where they should be cut. And we, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, the, how, how's this going to work? And then we get home and we have all these like random cuts of pieces of wood. And we're like, how does this come together to make a vegetable garden? Like, I don't, I can't see the big picture. We put it all together and bam, she had exact measurements of everything. It was all set and she built this thing. And I'm like, wow, I would totally fail <laughs> in the Walking Dead <laughs> universe. I can't even build a vegetable garden. But luckily enough, uh, that's, that's uh, you know. Ashley's uh, Ashley's gonna build the vegetable garden when we. I don't know what I'll do. I'll probably curl into the fetal position. That's what I'll probably do. Lou, yeah, Lou. I've been thinking maybe we should ask Ashley to be on the show instead of Ryan. <laughs> maybe, she uh... now she will not. She doesn't like. She may if we ever transition. If there is the zombie apocalypse and we transition from a zombie survivalist preparation podcast into a zombie actual zombie surviving podcast, then yeah, sure. I will happily retire, put my put my my uh, co-host hat on the hook, and then Ashley can come in here and talk about it. But until hey, then, she's not a big fan of zombie do you content. Think, do you think if the zombie outbreak happened, we'd still be doing this show? Like, how different do you think this show would be? <laughs> I think we would just check in to make sure we're all alive and doing okay, right? Hey, my name is Bob Fournier. We would be doing the show via uh, uh, a ham radio. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine with that. Recording it, somehow getting it on the internet will be the only show around. People will be like, well, looks like the, Zom- looks like the Zamp crew have made it another week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That'd be, uh, that'd be a we'll have to We'll have to see how that goes, because uh, if real life is anything like the movie Cargo, uh, we, we still got a chance, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, uh, I would definitely say we have a chance, because everybody in this movie seemed to make the bad fucking choice. <laughs> well, I want to talk. We'll talk about that because we did all watch the movie Cargo on Netflix. Uh, well, we watched it on Netflix. I don't know. Did you watch it on Netflix, Ryan? 
I did, yeah. It's a, it's oh, okay. a Netflix original Netflix in Canada. Well. Yeah, it's a Netflix exclusive. All right, cool. I just want to make sure it wasn't like blocked on Canadian servers or something. But uh, before we get into cargo, we do have quite a bit of the Walking Dead news to talk about. I know. So let's get to that with a little bit of this. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Oh, Negan, you ruined everything. No. You ruined everything. You just, you had to go and ruin I'm just kidding. He ruined everything. First, we're going to talk about the Telltales, the Walking Dead. Ryan, you're excited about this. Lou and I are not. Uh, I never said I was excited. I'm the only Go one that's going to play it. because. Go ahead and talk about it while Lou and I take a nap. <laughs> well, no, I'm... I mean, I, I want to know what happens. I just don't want to go through the pain I've gone through with the last couple of Telltale games I've bought. Look, I will certainly play the game when it comes out. But this new story is interesting. The only reason I included it, yes, we all know The Walking Dead's final season is coming in August, August 14th, on every platform known to man that will not be able to run the Telltale engine properly. But the cool thing about this is is that this isn't confirmed. However, uh, Telltale is going to be ditching their old engine, which is not as old is which is much older than you think. It was not used for the first time in the original Walking Dead. It was used before even some of uh, some of the adventure games we're familiar with that, that came from them, used all the way back in the Sam and Max days, and they've just continuously yep. added to it and made it this Frankenstein of, a, of an engine. And finally, and there's where they're is, switching. And that is why none of the games have worked right for any of us. <laughs> or, or just been straight up uh, glitchy as all you know hell like yes sometimes it just flat out doesn't work my experience has been it's just it's stilted it's just it's just not what you expect from games these days and they are finally moving on from that and looking at unity as their future engine so that's exciting by a future engine how many more games in the future are we going to get from the walking dead you think uh Uh well, The Walking Dead will be the last game that uses the old engine. <laughs> so I will get to experience this old engine uh, one last time. To, uh, yeah. So good for you. Uh, I, I might play it, Ryan. I might put myself through it just to say I finished it. But I swear to God, if the background starts coming alive to attack me again, then I might, I might just put a stop to it. Well, it is frustrating to know that this is the last game that's going to use the old engine because the only Telltale games I buy sight unseen have been the Walking Dead ones, and they've always been the ones that have the clearest issues present present in in the foreground. So it's it's really unfortunate, but it looks like Stranger Things, the new game they announced, will be running on Unity, uh, but you won't see any Unity projects till probably 2019 with the Walking Dead being the last one, so... Yay, I guess. It's a it's a bittersweet <laughs> piece of news, right? It, it's Yeah. Just bitter, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> For this show specifically, yeah, because this is the final Walking Dead season. There's not gonna be any more from Telltale as the marketing suggests, but I'm sure Lou will agree they'll find some way to to go back to the Walking Dead well, even though it's Clementine's final act, right? So Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I'm I'm curious as to how they're going to end the story, and I want to see what happens to Clementine. But, like I said, it's so buggy, I don't know if I can go back to it anymore. Well, we will, well, I will let you know whether it's buggy or not, but uh, maybe Bob will as well. We we will find out soon enough. Will we? Well, August 14th. We'll find out in about 
a month and a half. Speaking of The Walking Dead and not making much sense, <laughs> um, John Bernthal is going to return to The Walking Dead for Andrew Lincoln's final season. <laughs> um, so Shane's coming back. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you go back to um, season two and you watch Carl shoot Shane and he gets up as a zombie and then Rick buries him, uh, Shane actually lived through all of that. He wasn't even a zombie. So he's going to come back and join the cast. Sure. I'm just I'm just kidding. Um, so obviously, what do we get? We get Shane coming back as like a vision for Rick at some point. I mean, that's my assumption. I mean, and I, I don't think anybody could possibly not doubt that that's what's going on. Uh, I seriously feel like this was a no... We need another Walking Dead story that's kind of positive because everything else is really negative. Quick, quick, quick. Tell them Shane's coming back. Well, it was actually a Instagram post that, that I think uh, either Norman Reedus did or uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's where I saw it, and I get and they they did confirm it. I think, but it, yeah, it looks like he'll be back. There's no telling what it could be. We obviously had some thoughts pre-show, but we're all we we have to assume that it's either a hallucination, which Rick loves to hallucinate. But it could also be a uh, a flashback, which we have get, been getting more of those from Rick's perspective, right? Very true. Very um, true. It could be it could, if it's a if there there's another piece of news here with the confirmed time jump. What if it's a flashback that Judith has? Although she actually she wasn't born yet, was she? Never mind. That doesn't work. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just thought if it was no, that would be bad because she would have she would have been in her stomach. So I don't <laughs> so, even think about that. What do you? I I would be okay with a flashback. That'd be interesting. Um, maybe uh, th- the thing is, is the internet goes ablaze with like Rick Rick Grimes is dying, and um, you know. Um, well, what we know uh, for sure is Andrew Lincoln is leaving the show. We don't know. We don't know Ricky's he's dying. dying, but the whole internet's ablaze saying he's definitely going to die. And my thing is, is like it could be a flashback, could be a vision, could be that seat at the end of the table where Rick sees everyone, like Glenn and all of them at the last one. But I don't know the Shane thing. Obviously, the Punisher is doing pretty well. Um, I feel like it's the only one doing well for that whole Netflix thing. But Daredevil's um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Shane, his character there, John Bernthal, is doing pretty well. I think it's a good name to get back into the lineup. And like Lou said, maybe it's a desperation play to say, please don't don't stop watching. We'll bring well, Shane back. I think this is what you do when you're heading into the final stretch of a show. You bring back char- you know, character actors and actors that you really enjoyed uh, that, that may have... I mean, Shane got way more screen time than he did in the comics. So it's uh, not like yeah. he... Yeah, it's not like he, he didn't he got short shrifted on that aspect, but I I honestly think it's just we're heading into the home stretch. Let's let's find a way to bring him back. It only makes sense because because Rick is still here. So I mean, we'll find out soon enough. Walking Dead is going to be back in no time. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um... Again, I still think that this is AMC's just popular play. I mean, I saw this headline. For like a week last week where everybody's like Shane's coming back Shane's coming back. everyone like no he's not 
He's got a cameo. He's going to be on scene for maybe a minute. Two most. He might not even have dialogue. You know? Like, like this isn't really a story. It's, of course he's going to be there. This is like having, it's just, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... It's hard. To, it's hard to. You're right, Lou. It's it's hard to look at this as a logical move because Rick, for all intents and purposes, hated Shane for well, for a the fact that he tried to kill him and b because he was sleeping with his wife. You know, and well, okay, all right. Let's leave all that behind. Okay, I don't know before, what else there is if we leave that before, behind. But let's go before the apocalypse happened and all the zombies started wandering. They were best friends. Yeah, so were. it would so it would make sense for the non-crazy Shane to visit him in his dreams and talk to him or something like that. I'm okay with that. It it doesn't matter to me that they're going to do the cameo. What bothered me is why was this being reported like it was this major thing? He's it's not that big a deal. Other characters have come back for like 2 second cameos in flashback sequences. It happens. That's TV. There, there is also uh, something I was just thinking about. The one small little, it could still theoretically all be a dream, right? Wait, the whole thing like this? Then yeah. that's the season finale, like this or like series finale. Everything after season one. Is... That would be awesome. I would literally stand up and applaud and be so happy. <laughs> no, like, no one, like, no one likes the dream ending. That's like, like a trick of like television. The dream ending. I don't like the dream ending. But if I knew that that was the end and the show was over, I would stand up and say, "AMC, I applaud you." What Shane's if they there, do? Maggie's the nurse. Glenn's like some sort of pizza delivery boy. Yeah, yeah, right. Like no, all people that not... were coming in and visiting him during his coma. <laughs> This is what I. This is how I want the show to end. I want it to all be a dream. I want him to wake up from his coma, and I, I want Robert Kirkman to flip out and sue AMC because that's not how we ever wanted the show to go. And we get uh, another lawsuit in the pile. Like they need another one. I, I honestly think if they did the dream sequence, what they should do is the mid-season finale is the dream sequence. And then he wakes up, and the zombie apocalypse happens, and then Rick dies, and then we we just they just reboot the show without Rick. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun season. I it will be. I think we just have to embrace the madness and see how it goes. You know what? Is, I'm just gonna throw this out here, guys. It could be great storytelling, and we could get one of the greatest seasons ever. I know no one's like say no. Everyone's laughing at me now as they listen to this. But like, have we ever thought that there might be a possibility that they they could tell a good story with this? I know they don't. There's no evidence to back no, this up whatsoever. Because if Fear the Walking Dead is any indication, they 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 get a good storyline and then they throw it out the window and go for go for broke on the shit that nobody likes. I'm just throwing it out there that hey, it's been like what thirteen combined seasons of of Walking Dead content. Maybe they got it right. Sorry, so, I couldn't even keep. I'm just, I, I'm just trying to picture like so. Fear so the Walking Dead comes around, and Fear the Walking Dead comes around. And Fear the Walking Dead's like we're gonna show you how it all started, and then and then Fear the Walking Dead's like ah screw it, we're gonna catch up to the Walking Dead, so we can add Morgan. And now I feel like the Walking Dead's like 
<clears throat> yeah. Well, we're going to jump even further ahead. <laughs> so it's almost like they're just always competing <laughs> with each other. Because we know season nine has a time jump for sure, right? Yeah. Um, That's now been how, confirmed. How far is this time jump? And how many... Is this going to be an entire season of flashbacks? Is that what we're going to get this season? Yes. No. Like I'm, what, not, just I'm, not, even talking, I'm not even talking first half of the season. I'm talking, is the entire season nine going to be flashback episodes i think i because aren't they isn't the season nine already in film production yeah they're filming it now okay they didn't know that everyone hated what they did with fear the walking dead with the time jump crap with the flashbacks and i didn't mind um if you read about 90 percent of the reviews out there that was the biggest gripe they hated the time jump thing so my guess is AMC liked the time jump thing and jumped feet first into it with season nine of The Walking Dead, only to start reading reviews of Fear the Walking Dead and being like, oh, shit. Oh, well. <laughs> what, if, what if the time jump goes so far that it's just Rick dies of old age? Well, we've seen those that, last that season. Would, that would be amazing, but then they'd have to kill off half their cast. And right now, the only person that's leaving the show is Rick and Maggie. Well, the only thing they, the only yeah. person they have to kill in order to get rid of Rick without him dying is Michonne. Okay. He's lost Carl. He's lost his wife. He lost Shane, whatever you want to say there. But he, like, or I guess Judith too, right? Like, he's got to lose, if he loses those two, then Rick just, or maybe Judith goes with him and dies of old age too. But I don't know. But it's just, you can have an ending where Rick just stays behind or reunites with Morgan. You know what I mean? And just does something different while the rest of the cast, like I would not be surprised if the show, the second half of season nine was the, the Negan and Daryl show. You know what I mean? That just roam around trying to find a new place to live while everyone else stays put. Like we're all thinking Maggie and Rick in this ultimate fight, but one of the two of them just stay hitched down at a uh, hillside and that, that would be awesome for them to do something new but that's not what amc does amc doubles down on all the things that nobody likes uh, i get it but i would love to see just rick and maggie and michonne or not like michonne's probably gonna end up leaving too i mean she's becoming a big movie star which is awesome for her but um i i feel like if you could leave rick and maggie let them do their thing at the hillside and then just have negan and daryl be the one that encounter the whisperers while they're out and about you know what i mean yeah. But like you said, there's just way too much cast and so we don't know what's going on with that at all. So I don't know. The time jump could be interesting and it could be the reason why the show only goes on until season ten, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think the Walking Dead continues past season I the, I I expect that we'll get another spin off before Eleven The Walking Dead. Eleven ends. at the most. Yeah. See my see my gripe is is they wanna change leads. And I think if I think it worked with fear changing leads because yeah. they told us complete story arc as far as I'm concerned in three and a half seasons. But I think they could do that, but in you're gonna get this in The Walking Dead. The new lead's gonna go <clears throat> <laughs> What if they <clears throat> killed Daryl off at the end of the season and they make him a lead for like six episodes? Because <clears throat> like you put him in the I limelight. Would, I, I would applaud. 
This is going to be... Lou's handing out applause like... In case the audience can't tell... I'm now becoming a Walking Dead troll. He's the, he's no. the one. He's the one anti-Norman Reedus fan. I'm just going to give you guys a preview of um, of uh, season ten of The Walking Dead. You ready? I will shut that shit down. <clears throat> Tomorrow is going to be a big day. <clears throat> Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <clears throat> And see, I want it known. I, I don't have a grip with Norman Reedus. I've liked him in everything I've ever seen him in. I just think that what AMC has done with his character in the last couple of seasons, uh, they took him from... If you had told me five seasons ago Daryl was going to be the new lead and Rick was leaving, I would have been okay with it. But mm. the last, like, five seasons, all he's done is the grunting and the kill him. And, like... Five seasons ago, he wasn't doing that. Remember his long conversation with Maggie's sister before she died? Yeah, like, and like, like, yeah, and he was opening up, and there was all this character development, and then they threw all of his character development out the window in the last three or four seasons, and they literally have turned him into a parody of himself. I just can't wait for the. Uh... There ain't no fast food joints. <laughs> That's the entire, every episode. <laughs> That's what we're going to hear. Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously know a little bit more as time goes on. There was a supposed leak of uh, episode five script. and Wait, was that a real leak? Yeah, you heard about that, right? I just read the comments. In the comments, the first few comments were like people joking, so I was like, "Oh, this is fake," and I never actually yeah, read it because it was like it says like Rick on Rick, and <laughs> people were like, "Oh yes, my favorite." Oh, okay, that's uh, that's definitely why <laughs> that's definitely why I stopped reading because I didn't understand what the hell they were talking about. I thought maybe one, one of them said Daryl like utterly like gutted or something, and someone said, "Oh, typo, Daryl utterly grunted." <laughs> <laughs> but, I just um, saw a Venn diagram over the over the over the script, and I was like, okay, well, well this they, is yeah. There was some sort of like teaser leak thing, and like they they found the words like Michonne running, Daryl gutted, uh, struggling to hear Shane, and then something like struggling um, to hear Shane. Okay, okay, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, if Shane comes back and he's not dead, okay, and he gets stabbed in the head. <laughs> And he kills Rick. I'm gonna do this show. This is this will be the equivalent of jumping the shark for like the fifth it. time. <laughs> he comes back. He goes, "You missed my brain." <laughs> like, he turned uh, into a zombie. Yeah, he did. He yeah. totally did. I um, I don't know. I I think it's gonna be an interesting season. I just I honestly hope, guys, that this with Angela Kang running the show. Some of these episodes had a lot of potential, and she did a pretty good job when she started taking over. Um, I hope she's got a good, good little run going, and I hope that, honestly, I hope that she um, she brings a little bit of redemption, but also keeps a, a decent story going. Because I don't mind watching a show that changes a little bit after eight seasons. You know what I mean? Um, and if they want to change leads or anything like that, I'll give it a shot. I just hope she brings some consistent story and some some good uh, something good for both comic and non comic readers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think that season nine will will present itself as a 
as an interesting experiment. You know, I've always said this show has been around for almost a decade, and having actor contracts for that long is just is kind of insane. And the fact that our main characters is played by an actor who lives in London and has been away from his family for a decade. There was literally a quote I saw from Chandler Riggs where he's saying like, yeah, Andrew Lincoln's going to move back home. He can't wait to be there and raise his kids. Like I know actors are away from their kids a lot, but just put that into perspective. Like we're going to talk about a movie that is all about family and kids and stuff. And like this actor has been living in Georgia for 10 years and hasn't been able to raise his kids. I mean, I know actors don't the, the, have a... The, the, uh, I was going to say, the other thing you have to remember is, yes, he's been working in Georgia for years, but they don't film all the time. No, of course you not. Know, you know. So he gets to spend months on end at home. It, it's not like he's... But it would be nice for him to not have to keep flying back to Georgia. Maybe, maybe just, maybe Chandler Riggs just exposed something that he's telling his wife that that he films Walking Dead year round. It's like, oh, sorry, sorry, love. I just, you know, I got to shoot this uh, this Lincoln scene. That's not even British. No, it's like I think it was. I'd like to just keep digging your hole, Ryan. Hello, hello. I'm holding this sign that says, "I love you," but I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, that's okay because we're going to talk about a movie with lots of British accent. So let's let's go ahead and talk about that because Martin Freeman's amazing. Uh, we got we'll we'll keep an eye on Walking Dead and we'll see what other news and rumors kind of reveal themselves as we get going. But we watched a, a little movie that I thought was uh, pretty interesting, a different take, and uh, it was called Cargo. Here it is, the entire movie. Let's help each other. Yeah, good go. Teach me some of those words, man. Teach me how to say, uh, sun. Mm-hmm. Teach me how to say sky, then. Teach me some. Teach me how to say daddy. How do you say that? Daddy. Come on. How do you say daughter? Daddy. How do you say? Uh, what's that word you call me? The um, gubba. What was that? What does that mean? White fella. White. <laughs> White fella. Well, how do you say friend? Mita. Mita. Yeah, Mita. I prefer that one. All right. Uh, and that's about as lighthearted as this movie gets. Yeah. So let's talk premise real quick. So, Cargo, 2017 Netflix film. Australian post-apocalyptic thriller film. Um, basically, it's it's done way after the zombie outbreaks already kind of happened, right? Yeah, yeah, you get a preview uh, of it. It looks like the fringes of Australia where this is based are pretty much toast. Yeah. And you, and you don't know whether or not it's a worldwide phenomenon or not because they've put together kits that they've sprung... They've sp- probably airdropped everywhere for people of Australia. So it makes you seem like maybe it's an isolated incident in Australia. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. It's kind of isolated, which means you can't really leave Australia. Um, You know what I mean? They're just kind of isolating everyone out there just so that the pandemic doesn't spread around. That was kind of my personal take on it. And also... Uh, the, the the description of the film makes it sound like they started out on the houseboat and like they were living on the houseboat. 
she clearly states in the beginning they stole the houseboat. <laughs> yeah. That that whatever was happening, they needed to leave, and he stole the houseboat because he thought it would be a safer place than being on land. Yeah, I I think um. Yeah, the movie is interesting. Um, so Martin Freeman, basically the biggest star out there. Um, yeah. Did a did a great job in this movie. Uh, so basically, he's a uh, ends up being a single father trying to save his kid and find some something there, you know, and yeah. uh, um, ends up finding a lot of trouble <laughs> instead. Well, okay, my gripe from okay, I liked this film. I didn't hate it, but my gripes about the film began right away because they're on a houseboat and obviously they don't have supplies, right? And I understand that concept, but I'm literally like watching them go down the river. And I'm like, there's plants over there. There's a boat. And I'm like, why did he go into the boat alone? Why didn't they go together? Why didn't he bring a weapon? Like, my my gripe with the film was that he was almost, that they were almost too nice. Like our heroes, you know? that he went to go take a nap and she was supposed to be watching the baby and instead she went back to the tent, back to the the, 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 the boat to get more supplies. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't have woke him up and said, hey, I think I'm going to go back to this place. I get that she found the bottle of wine or whatever and she was trying to go back and do something nice. But I was like, that's a... It's really dangerous. Do you people not understand how dangerous it is and how you might be on one of the few safe places right now? Um, so the thing is, is like he told her it was completely safe too. It's all yeah. his fault, really. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it, but yeah, it's <laughs> both their faults. I'm like, are you people stupid? I mean, Ryan, you laugh, but he he legit told his wife. So like, so basically, for you guys listening, if you haven't watched this, uh, spoilers. But Martin Freeman goes like she wants to leave and he doesn't want to leave because he's a, you could tell he's like i don't want to go anywhere there's too many walking dead around there mm-hmm. and uh he raids this houseboat and as he's raiding it uh the door cracks open and he's like uh see ya and yeah. his wife goes i told you not to go out there and he's like ah, dude totally safe not a not a zombie in sight and she's like ah cool i'll go there too I think her going, you know, it's one of those things where we say like, ah, stupid. It, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to forgive these characters because they are trying to survive. We have no idea how long they've been there. This isn't like a teenager who goes out to piss, uh, you know, off the side of the road in a dark alley or whatever. This is two people in broad daylight, adults who have been in this universe long enough. You're right, Lou, that why don't they have a weapon? I don't know. But she goes in to get more supplies because one man, it doesn't matter how strong he is, can only carry so much. So maybe she figures, well, maybe he missed something. I don't know about you. No, I don't know about you guys, but I am terrible at picking up everything in one go. So yeah, that could be considered, and and coupled with the fact that he said it was completely safe when it really wasn't. Like you're right, the door creaks open, and and he could have easily been like, okay. But you get the sense that the he's they're both not prepared. They haven't had a lot of like run-ins with these zombie types mm-hmm. uh, because they've been on the water for so long, and that's why they've been staying on the water. But right, I, and yeah, and so and so, she gets bit, and the kits they have 
basically is the, is the pen a lobotomizer to like just kill you? Is that what I was supposed to understand? Yeah, they're just it's suicide really... kits basically. Right. Okay. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure because it was just photos of directions and there wasn't any text. So it was like put somebody put, and I was like, oh, okay, so that's to kill themselves. Okay. And what I didn't understand is I understand that she was bit and they were going to try to make the best of it, but I didn't understand why they didn't have the pen ready. You know, I would have the pen ready because if I'm going to go, I'm going to take myself out. Well, no, they, um, they pretty clearly show the rules of the universe being like, you have 48 hours unless you're bleeding to death, you know, in which you're going to go quicker. So, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't really see an issue with the, with the pen not being handy. Well, okay. Although well, when, I, when no, it does I, become an issue, yes, you're right. He probably I, should okay. have had it. My gripe with the situation was him getting bit. Is I saw, is, as the, I, I understand it was for the plot. They needed him to get bit because that's the story. He's trying to save his daughter before his 48 hours are up. And I understand that. But I almost felt like when he got bit, it was like the dumbest scenario ever. Okay, they wrecked the car. She's dying fast, and you've got a baby in the car, and you might have a concussion. You need to get away from her as fast as possible. Kiss her on the head, say goodbye, and fucking get out of there. I mean, he had a concussion. There's, there's no argument yeah. there. Oh yeah, and and then it's like, and he like sticks around, and I'm like, like he passes what out. Are you doing? <laughs> right. Um. I don't know. It's tough to tell how you react in that situation because he's, like you said, they're definitely not prepared and neither one of them seem like they're survivalists. Like, they're definitely, they remind me a lot of Ryan Murphy. Um, hey. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I don't know. It's tough to tell how you would act in that situation with your wife and being left with your lone daughter, um, what you would do or how you would act. And I would have done the same thing he did. No, <laughs> that wasn't British at all. It's Australian. No. That's what you're working on. Oh, Go right. It Australia. wasn't Australia, though. That was really yeah, there cool. There you go. I like, that <laughs> setting was really, really interesting. I, I love now the that's idea. a knife. <laughs> I love the idea of what was going on. And I even liked our villain. The, the what was, I, I didn't catch his name. Vic. Yeah. Vic was... Uh, Super as soon as he As soon as he hands him the rifle... And you can tell that there are real live people in those cells that he's using for bait. I was like, this is not a good guy. I would not be giving him back this rifle, and I would be making sure I have lots of ammo in it right now. Because I'm going to probably have to kill this guy. Well, I, I think the the scenarios that they put the main character in over the course of the film really show how green he is and oh, how yeah. unprepared I, he is for this universe, and I right? Think, I, 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 my biggest gripe of the whole film mm-hmm. is so he locks Morg, uh, uh, Martin Freeman and the kid in a cell <laughs> in, a, in a cell after he catches them and realizes that uh, that he thinks that uh, Martin Freeman is after his woman right. or something like that and he clubs him over the head and he puts him in a cell with the with the, with the kid and. I was like, okay, they're going to get out and they're going to probably go get the girl and get the baby and they're going to get out of there. And the guy is asleep. And I'm like, why don't you just shoot this guy? Well, she pretty much just told you he's a monster. But he doesn't want to murder him. Like, it's still murder. 
Is it? Oh, yes, yeah. it's still murder. <laughs> what? Brian, I think we should probably talk about getting Lou off the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got to. Like, I mean, this isn't The Walking Dead where, well, it, it's murder. Like, just because there isn't a consequences doesn't mean it's not murder. It, it's murder, but look at what he has done. He has murdered me, several people to get what he wants. Now, it's Lou, two riots do not make a wrong. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, he picks up oh, the rifle. Right. My, 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 so, my first thought was, he's obviously done something to the girl. She seems terrified of him. Oh, yeah, that kid, that's not uh, to be argued. Like, like, shooting him while he's sleeping is self-defense. He just locked you in a cell and left you for bait for zombies. I don't think that's how self-defense works. You could lock him up. You could lock him in the room. That would be a totally something you could do. Can we talk about how terrible that cage was? With, yeah. Oh, like the the whole design of like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just yeah, it was like tied down, and what did they do? I missed that part. It was they so were... he basically like he was able to take the strap that was used to like pull the cage up mm-hmm. to get leverage to pull the cage up, and he used that with some intestines on it, and had the zombies like pulling on it to open the cage up. And I was like, that seems kind of like a like why not just have a lock and key. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, well, I don't it must know. be it must be an animal control cage because that's what it kind of looked like to me. Yeah, pre- maybe. Yeah, but let's talk. I want to talk real quick about and like all the um, the bad decisions aside. My my personal thought watching this movie um, was how real it was for a zombie movie for me. Yes. Like how zombies weren't even a thing; they were kind of a background thing. Yeah, and seriously, like I'm watching this movie going, this is exactly how it would probably be in the middle of an apocalypse. Like you, you're basically alone. You end up finding that one strange zombie. You run away. You get into a bad situation. You panic. You do the wrong things. You end up running into one other guy. It's not like you have these groups of, like, saviors or, like, you know, the Hillstead farm, like, all that other stuff. And this seems so real to me. Like, just thinking about, oh, my God, this is exactly what it would be like. in And you are on your own. You don't trust anyone that you run into. And, like, you run into, the like, the one redneck guy that you're, like, <laughs> you're just like, oh, my God why but he ends up being a bad guy but it's not like he's an evil supervillain. he's just an idiot redneck that just is trying to do what's right for him you know what i mean well and yeah i didn't view that i didn't view it as that i didn't view him as an idiot redneck i viewed him as somebody who was a sociopath and was hurting other people and and he is don't get me wrong but i think that's why i said shoot him i'm sorry if she tells me I'm not his wife. He yeah. killed all those people. And then you witness him shooting at using li- a kid as bait because he's treating the 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 aborigines as third-class citizens and th- yeah. they're, they're my tools to kill the zombies because I'm going to get my gas. I'm sorry. I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, now and Martin Freeman's character and I, and, there. And, and, and I know that I know that Ryan is thinking I'm going. He's no, a murderer. No. no, I'm killing a murderer because he's no, pretty no, much murdered. I I mean, I'm just saying that the character, like, okay, I know we watch a lot of The Walking Dead here, and that logic would certainly make sense. 
And you're right. He's done terrible things. The the woman alludes to him, uh, you know, killing a bunch of people by trapping them in this in this power plant or gas plant and then running away and, and taking all the supplies and stuff. That is a shitty thing to do. But, like, you know, even if we look at Walking Dead logic, like, Gabriel did that, but Rick didn't shoot him, like... But I guess no, I guess Gabriel no, wasn't but, continuing but, to be but, a bad person. But right, Gabriel wasn't continuing to kill people and 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 trap and them, trap them, and be a monster. I Gabriel mean, I thought, was just a coward. I thought the same thing too. Like when he was when they they showed the you know the folks that were stuck in the cages and and clearly uh, Martin Freeman's character was seeing this. I thought, like, okay, this is where you, you bash him over the head, you take the gun, you do something to stop him from hurting these people for no particular reason. shoot him in the leg so he can't chase after you. Yeah, and, and to, you know, not to flash forward too far, like, he ends up killing him anyways, like... Right. But he, he evolves as a character and, and becomes more desperate, you know, as he's trying to save his daughter, and I think he, he just wasn't prepared to do that. He just wanted to get out of, out of there and kind of... He wasn't really thinking about is this person going to come after me, which he does. Um, not, but you know, not killing him, not trapping him in that room, not doing anything about it causes this woman to die. You know, because yeah. you know the Vic. And again, her. that's the that's the decision after decision, like just yeah. I, I, and I get it. Like, and again, to me, it seemed a little more real because we're watching this going. I would shoot that guy. Like, I don't think I'd let him live or at least like Lou said, do something to really screw him up. And he's more thinking, I just got to get out of here. You know, it, it's just, it's decision after decision, which is pretty funny. Right. Well, it's not stupid um, decisions. They're uninformed decisions. You know, like this is the right. thing where we've been watching a show that's existed for 10 years and well, everybody's and got. Under- and I understand that we've been, we live in our own little bubble. I mm-hmm. get that. But I'm sorry when, when um they're dropping kits that explain to me if I'm bit how to suicide myself. There isn't any law and order or right and wrong. You have to defend yourself. And uh, your more your moral judgment needs to be a little more gray. Oh my gosh, is that what's gonna happen? I, I mean like maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's what, what, what happens, but I don't think that's well, what the government no is encouraging thing. you to do. Like there's All right, no guys, anarchy, everyone. Anarchy. I'm not saying anarchy. I'm just saying that when it comes to comes to those that may do you harm, self-defense is kind of necessary. And if a guy locks me in a cage, I'm not going to let him live. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I just think, again, I think Martin Freeman's character in this no, is yeah, a coward. I, I think he's a total coward. I just don't yeah. think he knows how to confront it. Even when it came to confronting his wife, he didn't say anything. Instead, he snuck into a yacht to steal yeah. supplies and then told yeah. her everything was totally fine and got her killed. It that's was all really, his fault. That's a really good point in that he is, he is a bit of a coward and, and uh, he's he's always doing... He's he's not really making informed decisions. You know, he's 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 uninformed and he's a coward and he's just... But he is still trying to protect his daughter the only way he knows how by just like, I got to get her to a family. And he just, you know, we, we skipped over this part, but he, they saw a family at the very beginning while they were on the boat. And we'll come back to that family. But he's thinking like, okay, 
I have to take my daughter to the other white family I saw on, you know, on the shores because by logic, like, okay, you know, mother, father, two daughters, that's the only family system that's going to work for this kid. And he's Mm -hmm. not even thinking that there might be this other community uh, that could support a child or even welcome a child in 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 a better way which just happens to be the indigenous folks of Australia, right? I, I don't know the proper uh, title, but um, yeah, it was it was interesting. You're right. He's just a coward and he's uninformed and, and, he, and he evolves over the course of the movie. And I thought it was a really a really neat evolution of, of him as it a was character. Definitely, it was definitely a neat evolution. And I, I, I think the movie was fantastically active. But my other thing that I predicted as I watched the film was when he meets the woman at the the hospital shortly after his wife dies, and she tells him that the Aborigines are out there killing the infected and mm-hmm. trying to clean cleanse the land. I went, and she was like, "Watch for them because they're gonna they'll get you if they think you're infected." And I went, "That baby's gonna end up with the with them at the end yeah. of the movie." And that was what happened at the end of the movie. And that's, and that's not, and that's not anything bad. I knew that that was obvious foreshadowing. Yeah, and I think it was kind of predictable, but I still didn't mind it. I mean, no. I kind of like once he met the um, the kid there. What was his name? Um, Toomey or something like that, right? Toomey, I think. Yeah. 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 So he meets Toomey, and who's done the most insane thing with his own dad? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which was pretty interesting in itself. Which causes uh, the crash, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it totally does. And um, he, it's just crazy that he, um, he, he somehow got his dad with a gag and was just kind of leading him around different places. Yeah. And, um, to protect him from his own mother. <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, it's kind of it a weird pretty, setup. Yeah, but it was interesting. You know, like it's something that maybe a kid would do to protect their own dad. And then... He got the genius idea of <laughs> making a little stick with, you know, the essentially the carrot at the end of it to make uh, Martin Freeman's character just keep running. Um, yeah, and we did. Did we mention this is based on a, a short film by the same directors and yeah, uh, writers? Which we watched forever ago, right? Yeah, we yeah, we, we covered it on the show. One of the first episodes of the show. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of neat when you think about it. It's kind of cool to see it come full circle and see the directors of it is. It is. My only thing was, is when I saw the thing at the end with the kid and the baby on the back and the stick to lead him, I was like, this is so cool. But we're only going to get three seconds of it when instead we got a 12-minute short film. Damn. It was all a lead-up to this moment. Right. And in the short Uh, film, they give it to another white family, right? They don't do the uh, They find a military base. Yeah. Or something. I think you're right. Was it was it wasn't there balloons? Isn't that what it was in the short film? Um, balloons, I she she had a balloon to distract her and keep her quiet, I think. And then right, at the end right. the meat falls off the stick or something in the short film and he starts to look at the balloon and to his daughter and then he gets sniped and then the baby cries because the balloons popped and right. that's when the military comes out and finds finds the baby and I I really, I like this, I like this version better where, you know, they, Toomey brings, uh, you know, Martin Freeman's, I should just probably just figure out, Andy, I guess, Andy, they bring Andy over and uh, he, he kind of shows that the baby's there and it was just a better introduction. It was less of a, oh, they forgot the baby type thing. And, and then at the end, like when they pull the shirt up and it says, thank you, right? Yeah, that was awesome. It was really, 
it was a really heart heartwarming to see this but also heartbreaking to like in this film this baby goes from having a mother and a father to just having a father and then everybody's on borrowed time at that point like 15 minutes into the film they're they're on borrowed time and and this husband knows that the mother is is going to die of this virus and it's going to be painful and awful and that's the reason there are those suicide sticks is because after about 30 or 40 hours if you don't stem the bleeding and you last the 40 hours you start to like dig a hole into the ground and your eyes start to like pus and it's just yeah let's it's talk about so that. gross um first of all again i'd like to reiterate this is entirely andy's fault oh yeah he, yeah. Got, he got his wife bit he got himself bit he got everyone killed he again except for his daughter stress that yeah, he made her. He did all right with her. Um, <laughs> so I love this idea of, <clears throat> hey, we know what's going on. We know that once you're bit, there's nothing we can do. Here are these suicide sticks, but also um, you have about two days, and here are some of the side effects that you're gonna have. And like, I love the slow transformation. Like at one point when he's licking the blood off the wall. And, like, kind of catches himself back into, like, the moment of real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually really like – I thought that was clever. I was like, oh, we've never seen – all every zombie thing, it's always been you die, you come back. You die, you come back. It's never that slow, like, transformation of, like, like you were saying, Ryan. Like, you're counting down. You're on borrowed time. You know, hey, listen, I got nine hours left. Now I have eight hours left. And now I have pus coming out of my eyeballs, and I know I'm all done. But it was – um it's really cool to see that. And I love like just the, again, I love the slow zombie transformation. Like when I, when he was like sitting there, like out of his mind to drinking, like licking that wall, I was like, what's he doing? Is he already a zombie? And he snaps out of it. I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> but I don't know. It was pretty, I thought that was kind of a great take for, for turning into a zombie. I don't think we've ever really seen something like that before. No, I, I know I have have seen I I think I've seen it once or twice before, but it's not something that you see in often in these kind of films. My only gripe is next film we pick. Can we pick something that's not quite so dour? It, it was pretty yeah. dour. It's, it, there was not much there to even Martin Freeman. He's usually this like com- comedic relief type type actor. And yeah, I think he gets right. like maybe two quips in through the whole film. Yeah. Yeah, they're not even like. And that's fine. I, I have no gripes that, that I have no gripes that that's what this movie was. But as I was watching it, I was like, you know, when I'm done watching this, I gotta find something that's gonna make me laugh because so, I need a good laugh. So what's the next zombie film that we're gonna talk about in, as we wait for Walking Dead to return? Because I I would be happy to watch a a comedic zombie film that that isn't ter- like this was good. This was a good movie. I could have watched a, this with this Ashley. Because I said to Ashley, "Do you want to watch this with me?" And she's like, "Oh, it's for Zamp. I don't, I don't think so." And I'm like, "But I don't even think there are really that many zombies in it." And and it's more about uh, like this family story. And sure enough, after after I watched it, I, I said to her like, "There were no gory deaths. The only thing that's really unsettling is is what, what the virus does to you with the with the kind of like it looks like wax starts to build up over your eyes, and then you." there's like this ostriching type mechanic that is really creepy, but not really gruesome. There's a couple headshots, but they're not like walking dead where the head mm. just goes, you know, it's, it's how does that, that go? You know? Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. 
Um, well, we could watch Zombie Beavers. No, we already watched that. See that. Yeah, but I, I know. <laughs> We've already watched that. I'm not watching that again. I said we watched it again. I don't think no. we watched it, and I don't know. I, we did. I, like, I'm pretty yes, sure we, we did. did. I remember I'm pulling pretty, clips I, from I, it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. I don't think I watched it. I think you guys did. No, you watched it. Man, all I, three I of us watched. Don't it. remember that. I remember you guys making me watch zombie strippers, but yeah, but we yeah. did that. Did yeah. we watch Life After Beth? I can't remember. Yeah, we did. I we yes, watched we that. Did. I like that one. Okay. So here's we've the thing. Watched, we've also watched Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Uh, did we? I don't think we did. I I I know I did. Did we watch Dead Alive? Uh, yes. Shaun of the Dead. I don't think we watched Shaun of the Dead. What about um? What's that um? <clears throat> you know. That other one. There was also Scouts versus Boy Scouts versus Zombies or something. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Here's my suggestion. Oh, oh, it's the survival school thing. What about the one with the kids and the teachers and the kids are all zombies? Did we ever watch that? No, we didn't. Um, I'm just, I'm just looking it up. Um, I don't know what it was called. What we about watched... Slither? We... <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, we watched uh, Train to Busan. I don't think we watched Resort. You know what I would say is, what? Why don't the listeners suggest some? I mean, we'll, if we don't get any suggestions, we'll certainly fall back on on some things. But we got some time before The Walking Dead comes back. So if there are I'm any down. sort of Netflix gems you want us to check out for zombies, and and you know, I don't want it to be a bad B movie, but we also want it to be a little a little more cheerful, you know. Because of because of cargo. This was definitely uh yeah this is kind of a downer of a movie. All like the way it was a, it was a good movie and I knew going into it what it was and it was yeah there was absolutely nothing uplifting about this film in any way shape or form. I think next time we should pick something that's going to be a little more fun. There's also the girl with all the gifts, which was a I don't think we watched that, but I think it's another sort of drama zombie movie. Good. But uh, yeah, I'm no, I, I don't know. All right, you listeners decide. Ryan will tell you where to find us uh, in a minute here. But um, yeah, we'll we'll go with what you guys want to do. We'll put maybe we'll even put a straw poll up online. Who knows? No, oh, maybe uh, that sounds like work. I think, I think we do something. I think we do something uh, while we wait for The Walking Dead to uh, hopefully return. Oh wait, next week is episode two hundred, so maybe maybe oh. maybe it should definitely be listeners suggested, and they can pick whatever they want to hear because it's been two hundred episodes. And yeah, we, we might have some them. fun stuff planned. Who knows? Who yeah. knows what's going to happen? I don't know. This is what I know. Ryan's going to get into the wrap-up. We're going to get out of here, and you guys are going to figure out what we do for episode 200. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. You know what you could do to reward us for episode 200? You could go to bit.ly slash zamp discord, jump into our discord, and let us know which film you want us to watch for episode 200. You could also support us over at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. That's an awesome place to go if you're looking to kick a little extra coin into our zombie survival kits. Mm. Ryan mm. needs it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need uh, less suicide sticks and more survival <laughs> skill books. Everyone's going to send you suicide sticks. You're like, ah, God damn it. Yeah, come on, guys. I don't even think those are legal. Um, you can go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. Email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. 
Speaking of Twitter, if you want to check out our individual accounts, you can follow myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. And finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his great stuff over at joelduggan.com. A dot com. Thank you, Ryan Murphy, Lou Page. Any last words? If you get the chance to shoot the bad guy, shoot the goddamn bad guy. And he's Morgan Freeman. Oh! Oh, my God.